I want to look real quickly at the, the first thing I want to look at tonight is the subject of the word whence. If you see there in verse uh, number five, it says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Whence? Now, there's, there's several words in the old English that are so significant in understanding the doctrine of this. And this is where a lot of times you miss out on some important truths because of the, of the, the dumbing down of the English language. Um, the word whence is not something we use on a regular basis. And nowadays, I get that. And, and can I just say, uh, can we stop with always trying to find the easy way out? It's amazing how many times people say, well, I, I don't, it's hard. I want to read the easier versions and stuff. Uh, if we're always looking for the easy way in life, we're not going to really succeed. There's a lot of times in the ministry, things just aren't easy. You just have to do the hard things, right? Uh, I know we got some plumbers in here. Is it always easy at your job, Wesley? Is it always easy? I mean, you come across a plumbing situation and no problem. Do you always find the easy way out? No, there's sometimes there's difficult times. I know builders, there's things you have to work around and all this stuff. But here you see the beauty of sticking into the old King James Version because the word whence teaches us something so beautiful, so profound. So my, uh, my four kids all... Well, Claire, not so much, but the other three have jobs, and they're making money, and now they could easily pay for meals when me and my wife and them all go out to eat. But out of habit, when we sit around the dinner table at a restaurant, uh, everybody starts to bow there and pray when the ticket comes to the table, and I, I get the ticket. You know, My four kids all bow there and pray, and I get the ticket, and I pay. And they always are good about saying thank you, right? But, but the fact is, all I did in the preparation of that meal was was to pay for it, right? I just paid, which is, which is a nice token, but I didn't prepare it. I didn't kill the animals. I didn't do anything beyond just paying for the meal. So their level of gratitude is not maybe as high as would be expected. It's just fine, and I get that. What really would impress them is if we sat down at a restaurant, I told the waiter, you've got time off, and I just went like this with my hands, and all of a sudden, food showed up on the table, right? I mean, everything that they imagined, they hadn't even ordered, and it showed up. Now they'd be really impressed, right? Because of where it came from, right? The word whence means from which source does it come from? So Jesus is asking them an important question. He's starting to train their mindset to realize that if you consistently depend on the source of humans, mankind, you're going to fail miserably. But if you realize that there's a lot of things that I'm able to do in my whence world, then all of a sudden you're going to see miracles take place. I heard, uh, I was reading and studying on this a while back, and I heard a very interesting statement. You know, they said, surely there's many rocks all over the place, and Jesus could have easily changed the stones to bread. We know why he didn't do that, because that was one of the temptations of the devil, right? Jesus would never do that. He steered clear from that. So what is he doing here? He's teaching two principles that I want to share with you tonight. Number one, he's teaching us that the source of miracles will never come from man. Could there have been a millionaire there and, and gone and bought all this stuff? Possibly. The Bible does mention here in verse number 7, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. So they had money. They had some money. They could have gone out and bought some stuff, and, and everybody would have just been having like the Lord's Supper or some like little crackers or something. But Jesus wasn't about that. He wanted to show them a miracle here. So the first principle is this, whence, whence. All right, Mrs. Carlisle and her group's going to go to the seed project, Okay. I know there's been some good funding for that. Thank God for people that are generous and they're giving and all that. But if the miracle of getting the word of God to every spoken 
tongue on this planet happens, it's going to be a winch from heaven. Period. Period. Now, let me just talk plainly to you, as, us as Americans, okay? We're so used to doing everything in our own power and strength. That's just the way we're designed. As soon as we get a cold or we start feeling sick, we immediately go to the medicine cabinet. We buy NyQuil. We get DayQuil. We take ibuprofen. We take Tylenol, right? I'm not against all those things. I do them. I, I like NyQuil. First thing I do is take the plastic lid off and throw it away and just tip the bottle. Can I get an amen right there? That's a blessing right there. But, uh, but we, we, we have a financial problem. What do we do? We immediately check our credit cards. We, we call the banks. and all. We, we forget to ask God. So many times we've become so dependent on our own strength and skills that God has gifted to us, and we find ourselves trapped over and over and over again because we have not learned the power of whence. Whence. Jesus is asking this question. In other words, he's saying, whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? From where are you going to get enough bread to feed this multitude? Where? From what source do we expect the, the swan's truck to pull up? Do we expect the, the bread man to, to pull up? Do we expect a huge Dollar General or Walmart semi-truck to pull up with food all over the place to feed the multitude? Is that what you're expecting? And his very question leads to the answer that they give him in verse 7 when they say, well, Jesus, if you're asking what source we have, we have 200 penny worth. We can use that to go buy some bread because they're still thinking that the, that the ministry is all dependent on us. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm going to teach you the bounces in just a second. Jesus is getting them because look at verse 6 again. And this he said to prove him for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus already knew exactly what he was going to do. He also already knew exactly what the young lad was going to do. And that's significant tonight. Because while we fret and try to figure out how we're going to do these, these, these things that are asked of us in the Bible, we're supposed to be preaching the gospel to the whole world. We're supposed to be witnessing to people. We're supposed to be outreaching. We're supposed to be... I mean, if, if we really look at 8 billion people on this planet and, and how powerful false religion is, it can get overwhelming and you feel like if it's dependent upon us, we are in big trouble, amen? Thank God when our prison preachers go into the prisons on Sunday nights and they preach, it's not dependent only on them. As I preach here, I preach at camps and conferences, thank God it's not dependent only on me or we'd be in trouble. Thank God when somebody gets saved, it's a miracle that only God can do. So when it comes to salvation... When it comes to miracles, the whence, there's only one source tonight, and that source is a heavenly source, a heavenly power, a God activity, a power of the Holy Spirit, a power of Jesus Christ, the, the kind of miracle that only he can perform. Because the fact is, going back to my original illustration, I sit down with my family at a restaurant, all I can do is buy the food. I can't make food appear out of nowhere, but that's exactly what Jesus does here. Okay, church, all right, last Sunday night we talked about how wonderful it is to be saved, and some of us still didn't even burp for that. Come on, help me now, okay? Now watch this. In this passage here, the Bible says that a young lad gives five hush puppies and two fishes, and thousands of people are fed, so much so that 12 basketful left over come back. <laughs> wow. Wow. Why? Why are we living in a society that gets more excited because Mahomes threw a touchdown to Kelsey than we do about something like this? 
Did we just read that right? Five breads, two fishes, and a multitude of A miracle took place. Well, what happens all the time is I'm guilty of this, church. I'm guilty of this. I'll just fix it. I'll take care of it. I'll do it. There's a problem. I'm a fixer. I'm a problem solver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. You know what I found out a lot of times? I can't fix every problem. And I dead sure can't make miracles happen. But I've seen him do a lot. So number one, once you realize the whence, the source of the miracle, once you realize there's only one place, again, I, I, there are umpteen definitions for the word miracle, and one of my favorite ones is this, something that man cannot explain. In other words, only God can do that miracle, right? Salvation. <laughs> if, if we're going to be consistent in our thoughts on this study right now tonight, salvation is still something that man is trying to figure out a way to get to heaven. They're trying everything by being a good person, wrong wince. By getting baptized, wrong wince. By, by joining the church, wrong wince. By giving money, wrong wince. All those things are good behaviors post-salvation. But salvation has only one wince, only one source, and that is the God of heaven. Once we accept and acknowledge that then, what does Jesus do? He teaches his 12 Adult disciples, what he can do when a young lad gives all he has. Wow, the beauty of that. So the first thing is notice the wince. Number two, notice our gift to him. Could he have changed the, the rocks to bread? Yeah. That's what the devil wanted him to do. And Jesus had the power to do that. Could he have made fish and bread just appear out of anywhere? Yes. But God loves to use you and me still. As we take our step forward and say, God, this is all I have. Now you do something with it. The problem is many times I say, this is all I have, but I'm going to use all I have to fix the problem. And God's like, all right, let me know how that goes. The best thing I can do is say, hey, God, this is all I have, but I'm putting it in your hands now. You take it. You run with it. And miracles happen. So as you read on down the passage, you see verse number one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. And then he asks a good question. But what are they among so many? <laughs> At least he volunteered it, right? Sometimes I wonder if the young lad was really volunteering or if Andrew just said, Get over here. You're going to give your lunch to Jesus. Oh, okay. I'm sure he was willing. And the Bible says, And Jesus took the loaves. Well, first he says, Make the men sit down. But he takes the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, the disciples to the men, and the multitudes were fed that day, and they had excess leftover foods. A lot of doggy bags went home that day because of this miracle. So the question and answers tonight that we're going to get to, them, the main point I want to bring out tonight to encourage all of us in this evening is, number one, Jesus is asking, whence? Do you have a lost loved one tonight? Whence is their salvation going to come from? Do you have a burden right now? Whence is that burden going to be resolved from? What, what, what source is that going to come from? Do you have a wayward child or grandchild or, or your heart's breaking because of a situation right now? You've got a burden you're carrying. You're frustrated about some things in life. Listen, listen. Whence, whence is the help going to come from? That whence, when you realize the source of miracles, it changes our outlook. And then it teaches us to have that faith as a child who says, Lord, my mama packed me a lunch today. Here it is. Do whatever you want with it. And then you put, you put what we have 
in the winch maker's hand, so to speak. I don't even know if that makes sense, but it does for this message. The winch maker's hands, and watch what he does as he feeds the multitudes. I love that question. Look at verse number five again. Whence shall we buy bread? What store is going to be able to feed this multitude? What human activity can take care of all of this? What human skill set is going to feed this multitude in this short of time? What source do you all have? And the disciples, Jewish culture, Jewish mindset, very similar to American mindset. We got this. We built this country. We are the men. We are awesome. We can handle this. We can do this. And God's like, really? Well, go right ahead. And you may do a lot of wonderful things, but you're never going to see miracles. Miracles only come from God. And that's when we understand and recognize tonight the significance of his question. Whence the source of a miracle is him alone. And in the process of watching these miracles, he willingly says, Randy, I'll take what you have here and I'll make a miracle happen out of that. What a blessing it is to learn that. Praise the Lord for that truth tonight. Heads your bad eyes are closed. Thanks for listening so well. Oh, I really wasn't one for going to church, you see. But I went that night somehow in spite of that. They assured me in with a warm and friendly smile. And five rows back, I sat. Five rows back, I remember it well. The story of Jesus I heard. of the preacher man were like arrows of burning truth and they reached my heart as he spoke so earnestly he told how jesus suffered how he bled and died and he did it just for sinners like me soon the choir started I see.